Welcome back, folks. This is your host, Keith Johnson. I am uncensored <laughs> and I'm by myself. Why am I here by myself? Because the key maker has gone for a coffee break. And I figured that'd be the time where I'd get a chance to just talk without having uh, anyone else looking at me. Because the truth of the matter is, this has been an intense last week or so at the BFA studios. We are doing some things right now that are sure to be a blessing to many people around the world. It's also been very difficult for us. It's taken all hands on deck as we're preparing for the biblical Shavuot, which many people know as Pentecost. That's going to be coming next week. There is the rabbinic uh, calendar where uh, that will take place, I believe, Tuesday night. And then according to the counting, uh, according to what I understand to be the biblical uh, process of counting uh, between Passover or unleavened bread and the time of Shavuot would fall on Sunday. So literally there's going to be a few days where there's a a kind of like an opportunity for people to choose (laughs) which, uh, which way they count. But what I think is amazing and wonderful is that people around the world have been counting uh, since uh, since Passover, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, looking forward to this time called Shavuot. Now, I have to address, obviously, what we have been dealing with the last few weeks. Uh, if you remember, those who have not been tracking with us uh, a few weeks ago, uh, we started a process uh, of bringing people's uh, awareness uh, to the forefront regarding the Temple Mount, the lack of rights by whether it be Christian or Jewish or any non-Muslim to be able to pray. There were some controversial things that took place, one of them being that our good friend uh, Rabbi Yehuda Glick was banned from the Temple Mount by the Israeli police and has been for about two and a half months, I believe it was about 53 days. He was on a hunger strike. Uh, We did everything we could to pray for him, to support him, to be in communication with him, Uh, gave him opportunity to share his message and his passion with people around the world. I am so excited to announce to you today at one o'clock and uh, yesterday, well, by the time you listen to this, it'll be yesterday uh, or tomorrow. I, I'm so confused. I don't know what day it is. Anyway, <laughs> uh, he had a, uh, a court hearing and right before uh, that court hearing went forward, the uh, Israeli police removed the uh, the ban on Yehuda Glick from being able to ascend the Temple Mount. I have to say, I, I am so excited uh, for him. He has been in prayer. He's been fasting. He's been hunger striking. He's been leading uh, conversations and speaking to students. And boy, there's just so many things he's been doing. And I, I, I feel really humbled that he's kept me in the loop as we've been discussing together how we can encourage people around the world to uh, to uh, not to do the things that are uh, would that would be uh, anti that would be wouldn't be productive, but the things that would be productive. And that is that people would be in prayer uh, for uh, that particular place, uh, we did send a request to uh, uh, to Pope Francis, and in a bit of a way, he tried to respond, but didn't have the chutzpah to do what we thought he would do, which was to um, ascend the Temple Mount and to make a very clear statement that it should be a house of prayer for all nations. What he did do, however, is he he went to, up on the Temple Mount. I thought it was interesting. I, I wrote an article. If you haven't gotten a chance to uh, read it, uh, it was in uh, Breaking Israel News. Uh, lots and lots of people. I actually read the article, and it was written before he actually made his way to uh, Israel. And I, I, I kind of presented it as a scenario. One scenario would be that he would ascend the Temple Mount with his Jewish friend and his Muslim friend, which, by the way, the first time an official papal delegation had people from other faiths. And so we felt as though he had heard our uh, request, and we felt as though he was positioning himself to uh, to be able to send a very strong message. I think instead— 
the Pope did what he what he likes to do, and other popes do, is it become very political. Uh, he made some statements that uh, that were that were really quite political, quite radical, uh, quite anti-biblical, also. And I could talk talk a lot about that. But one thing he did do is that he he brought his his Jewish rabbi friend and his Muslim sheikh friend, and uh, the three of them were on the first ever papal delegation where there were non-Catholics in the delegation, the official delegation. So in this in this in this uh, <laughs> this uh, this op-ed, I, I I put one scenario. One scenario would be that the Pope would tell his Jewish friend uh, to stay down at the Western Wall until he got back, and he would then go up to the to the Temple Mount with his Muslim friend and then have his Muslim friend pray for him uh, uh, to step in. Since there are no non-Muslims that are, it's legal for no non-Muslim to pray. Now, I asked the question, would the Pope be able to pray? And I had some people, very well-respected people, say to me, Keith, obviously, when the Pope ascends the Temple Mount, he's going to praise the Pope. Uh, I I wasn't so convinced. Uh, I didn't know that he had, like I said, the chutzpah to really do what I believe he had an opportunity to do, which is, a, is to challenge his friends. Well, he has a very, very close relationship uh, with both Muslim and, uh, and, and Jewish uh, authorities. That's uh, my understanding. Uh, I, I thought that what he would do is, is, is at least he'd have an opportunity to go up there and to make a clear statement. The, the furthest he was willing to go was to say that the name of God should not be used uh, for violence and that Christians and Jews and Muslims should all love one another, which certainly is, is, is obviously appreciated. But what he did that was really quite disconcerting for me was he left his Jewish friend down at the Western Wall, as I sort of <laughs> uh, said could happen. And then if that happened, I felt that that would be, a, that would be a, a really sad moment. Well, he did leave him down there after he was up there with the Grand Mufti. And let me say something right now about the Grand Mufti. I, I actually watched some, uh, some, uh, some video of this, uh, this religious leader, um, the Grand Mufti of Jerusalem, and I was very, 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 very uh, disturbed by some of the things that I heard him uh, say in a rally not long ago. I think it was about a year ago. Uh, maybe he's changed his way since then. But certainly in that rally, uh, the things that he said about the Jewish people and, and the parallels that he made in terms of uh, what, what should happen to them was, was very, very, very disconcerting. In fact, Benjamin Netanyahu last year uh, also listened to that same message and, uh, and lifted up a red flag of concern for any religious leader that would uh, that would be on the side of the sort of uh, uh, hate speech that he was promoting. Uh, regardless, the Pope decided to still go to what he called the Esplanade of the Mosques, which is their way of uh, getting away from calling it the Temple Mount or the place it's, uh, uh, that biblically we would understand to be a, a different term. But he did that out of, uh, you know, bowing and respecting them. And he went up there, had his time there. He did not pray. At least publicly, we didn't. We saw no 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 uh, statement uh, of him praying. Uh, he did get a chance, as I mentioned, to meet with the Grand Mufti and to be there with the media. And then he left uh, the Temple Mount, made his way down. And I thought what was really interesting, and I just have to give Israel a lot of uh, kudos for this. When he got down to the Western Wall, unlike what happened up at the Temple Mount, when he got down to the Western Wall, the first thing they did is they gave him a lesson on what the Temple Mount really was and what the Western Wall was a part of. And literally, they had him sit through or stand through a presentation of a few minutes on the history of how the wall that he was standing in front of, where in fact it came from, being a part of Herod's Temple or the Second Temple as is popularly uh, spoken of. And then after that, the chief rabbi of uh, Jerusalem then uh, spoke to him. They, they had two podiums there 
one for the chief rabbi, one for the pope, facing the Western Wall. And this was a bit, as, as the, the commentators were saying, there was some uncomfortableness there because the pope's understanding was that he wasn't going to be uh, saying any official prayers or any official speeches or anything. But they had it set up that after he got a chance to get a little education, he stood in front of the po- podium and the, the rabbi stood in front of the podium and the rabbi began to, to speak in Hebrew. He was he was uh, speaking from the Psalms, I believe. Some of it was from the Psalms. And just bringing the history of what the Temple Mount is and what the wall was and what where he was standing. It was a really quite powerful thing. And then after that, the Pope then hugged uh, his uh, Muslim friend and his Jewish friend, and that was the photo op. That was the photo op that couldn't take place up on the Temple Mount because if it takes place up on the Temple Mount, there could have been a, a, a sparks for a, for a major a major uh, uh, fallout with his Muslim friends there. So he waited to get down where the Jewish people uh, were very open armed as far as allowing him to pray. After he prayed, he actually went up to the wall and he slipped in a piece of paper into the Western Wall. And we understand now what that that piece of paper had on it. It's reported that that piece of paper actually had on it the Lord's Prayer in uh, his language. So very interesting. There's so many things that happened around the visit to the Pope, but probably the more exciting thing for me is that the day uh, after he was there, about 30 rabbis, that's my understanding, ascended to the Temple Mount and, and did a, a wonderful, uh, respectful uh, time of, of reflection and, and, uh, and calling for the right for people to be able to pray on the Temple Mount. So the call for, for, for religious leaders to ascend the Temple Mount has been happening. It's continuing to happen. More people are ascending the Temple Mount really than any other time in the last couple thousand years. Jewish people, Gentiles, uh, different uh, aspects of Judaism, whether it be the conservative, the orthodox, uh, even the, uh, the secular, are actually ascending the Temple Mount and realizing it's a place that they can go, even though, I must admit, uh, it's a, sometimes a very tense situation. In fact, Jerusalem Day just took place a couple days ago, and there were uh, hundreds, uh, literally hundreds of people, uh, Jewish people, that were waiting to ascend the Temple Mount. About 250 or so, it's my understanding, were able to get up there. But the response by uh, those that are there uh, from Islam, the Muslim faith, uh, were not happy, and uh, they basically uh, caused some problems. There were some rocks throwing, some some fireworks, etc. And so, unfortunately, once again, the Israeli police felt that it was not a safe place, so they shut down the ability on Jerusalem Day for those that were waiting to ascend the Temple Mount. And I just have to say that's part of the problem. The problem is uh, those that are going there and trying to be respectful, whether that be a Christian or whether that be a Jewish person or a tourist that want to make that place a place of prayer, uh, the, those that are on the, the mountain that are sort of running it, leading the char- leading the charge, are very clear in calling uh, their people to, uh, to 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 make problems and to make issues. I have to give a, a lot of respect to my friend uh, Yehuda Glick and all the other uh, leaders that have have gone up on that place in the midst of chaos and confusion. I'm so excited to hear that today. As I mentioned earlier, I got a phone call today, a note today from Yehuda that his court case was today and uh, the Israeli police removed his ban. And so this coming Sunday, my friend Yehuda Glick will be ascending again <laughs> to new Le Yehuda La'alot. Let Yehuda ascend was in the video. And I'm so excited that they're now going to allow that. I know that there will be protection and safety and hopefully the, the, the my Muslim uh, folks that are there will 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 not um you know, cause even more problems. They'll just accept the fact that there will be a presence of those that are non-Muslim on the Temple Mount from now until the day 
that anything major changes, like maybe when the redemption comes and, and there won't be any more struggle about what happens, it will be a house of prayer for all people. Let me say this, folks. We are preparing for next week. Uh, next week is going to be a time where we're counting down to uh, Shavuot. And I have been always loved this this particular time of year because it's been the celebration that really got me started on my own journey. If you know anything about my journey, I was called to Jerusalem uh, in 2002 uh, for the time of what I understood to be Pentecost, understanding biblically that it's called Shavuot. And I have done uh, just a lot of work on trying to always make this a special time of year. And so I'm real excited about what's going to happen next week. I want you guys to be tuned in next week. I want you to be clicked in. I want you to go to the website. I want you to know what's happening because we're going to be uh, uh, loading, launching, <laughs> uploading, whatever you want to call it, a really special teaching uh, that is 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 really been in the making for a lot of years and some things that are happening around it. So since the key maker is gone to get coffee, you know, sometimes they, 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 you know, Keith, don't talk about the temple. I got to talk about this, you guys, because it really has been something near and dear to my heart. For those who don't know, the Temple Mount represents the place where the vision for the BFA actually took place. Underneath the western wall, deep in the bowels of the old city, is where God gave me a clear vision in uh, 2002 about Biblical Foundations Academy International uh, where we would be inspiring people around the world to build a biblical foundation for their faith. I'm so excited about what we're making available these days. So many things are in the works. So many things are presently there. Uh, I want you guys to go take a look at the front page again. Uh, the, the Wizard, the Link, our, our friend uh, Adam has done a phenomenal job of putting the first episode of every teaching that we have free, no registration needed. If you've got friends that need to, that you're trying to reach, you're trying to get them to understand what we're doing, it's a great opportunity. You go to the front page and you'll see there every uh, episode that we have in Premium Content Library available to watch that first episode right on the front page. And there's some things coming next week, as I mentioned, which I'm excited about. This is going to have to be a quick audio blog because I am, you guys, I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes I get overwhelmed at uh, how few there are that can put their hands to the plow but the amount of work that we're getting done. We have a very, very small group of people, but they're very, very committed uh, to getting this message around the world. And literally, the message is going around the world. If you haven't gotten a chance to go to Breaking Israel News, I actually have two articles there, have been well-received by a, a diverse group of people that live in it, inside and outside of Israel. Of course, we have our audio blogs. We've got the shows that, that, that are presently in the Premium Content Library, all the things that are available for free and a couple things that are coming that I will just promise you right now uh, as we get to this time of Shavuot, they're really going to be a blessing. So do me a favor. I want you to keep praying for us. <laughs> I need you to keep watching and I hope that you'll keep listening. And uh, if you'll keep reading, we will keep working.